Hello. Hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now it's my turn, I think. <laughs> Imagine, so you've got to do your own introduction for your podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, well, anyway, I'm, I'm Shahrazad. I'm the host of um, Ignite Your Strength. But uh, I'm going to be interviewed by Andrew Corbett. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I am. I'm ready. Right. This, she's going to be on the other foot now. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to your own show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Firstly, congratulations on setting up your podcast in such a quick turnaround. I am so proud of you. And this is another reason why we're so grateful to have you as on as a team member for Focus CIC because you're just so proactive and just 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 get get things done. You say it, you do it, and that that is just amazing. Oh, so today is is this is all about you. This the light's going to be shining on you right now. Um, so do you want to introduce yourself because you've introduced everybody else and you know how your guests who your guests are and what they do. So you are you know sorry. <laughs> Bubbling up here. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know that this interview is raw and uncut, don't you? <laughs> that's I'm just that's what I'm thinking because I'm like, okay, yeah, I was gonna just know this right from the get go. Can you right. introduce yourself, please? <laughs> right, well, I'm Shaharazad Mokadam. Um, I'm an ex um, primary school teacher. Um, I'm also, um, you know, in the fitness industry, fitness trainer. Um, I'm now part of Focus CIC, um, youth mentor, um, youth fitness mentor and internal verifier for Focus CIC. Um, also head of communications. Don't forget that. No, we cannot forget <laughs> that. And that is that is why you need to introduce yourself because you're good at the communication side. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm going to start now. So thank you for introducing yourself and thank you for being here. Obviously, you have to be because it is your show. But anyway, um, jokes aside. So I just want to kick off the, the questions just by asking you, like, as a Muslim woman, how did you you know get into physical activity what made you what what brought you over into physical activity and how did you you know did you have to overcome any adversities to do what what you wanted to do or was it a simple journey do you want to explain to us yeah I'm just getting myself comfortable now (laughs) (laughs) um well let me see I start off with going back along quite a long time ago um I'm from a sporting family myself mm-hmm. um my father was a kung fu teacher um and he used to do competitions and whatnot all quite you know all around the world um my brothers were all into sports they all played rugby um, my other brother he was doing Mai Tai and boxing. And I always kind of liked um, martial arts, uh, probably because of when I was fascinated by it from my dad. Mm. Um, so I used to do karate. Um, 
and then I kind of like I used to watch my brother train uh, doing boxing all his boxing drills and so I decided that you know I I, I would copy him basically as you and, do <laughs> yeah and and my brother was like you know, you, you, you're kind of good, you know, you got good footwork and stuff. Now, there was um, a little boxing, well, it was like a little, kind of like a little youth club, but they mm -hmm. did boxing there. And I used to go, um, and I used to keep it a secret. Uh, what I used to do, I used to go with my brother, and my mother would think that I was just going there to sit and watch my brother box um and obviously they had other kind of things going on there as well like table tennis and snooker pool and you know the girls would be like all kind of girly together and mm. I was never that type of girl I was more I would say tomboyish yeah um yeah I was always with my sportswear <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just used to think I was one of the boys <laughs> how um, old is you um so that was like primary school age okay so wow. that was like from eight nine years old okay um and yeah and I never really had a lot of girls as friends most of my friends were boys at school mm. um and I seem to get on better with boys them girls you. yeah I'm definitely on that one as well yeah I, I, you know like I could relate to them mm -hmm. I could talk with them you know just everything on the sports vibe was with them and yeah so I was going boxing training um and only my brother knew and it basically I kept it quiet I did he ever threaten to tell your mum or anything <laughs> was there any juicy gossip there? yeah sometimes sometimes <laughs> he was threatening me you know when you have the arguments you know yeah. arguments but but otherwise no um I did keep it a secret for quite a long time and then I I, I I'm quite passionate about swimming and I used to swim for Crystal Palace okay um swimming club and when uh, when I got to about mm, coming up to 16 years old, I was told by my family that I couldn't do it anymore. And I was like, why? And it was because, you know, it wasn't acceptable anymore mm. to, to, to be wearing um, the swimsuit. Okay. And... Um, Obviously, in those days, there were there was no burkini, okay, and um, and I was like, oh, and I used to swim from butterfly, so butterfly stroke is quite, you know, builds up your shoulders and stuff. So I was always kind of well built on the upper, and I had trained a lot to swim from butterfly as well, because as you know, I don't know if you know, but from butterfly is really quite hard to swim I, I don't I don't know really into the swimming <laughs> remember, remember my sporting <laughs> didn't actually start until I was 38 so yeah, I, I'm just listening to you in, in like oh it's like wow from such a young age you, you were into fitness and that was really I never really had that I wouldn't say opportunity but yeah I didn't I didn't have that growing up yeah and then um 
as I say, you know, most of my friends were boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I got older, anyway, I, I stopped going to the swimming. And I, I, I didn't really, I felt kind of like deflated about it, but it didn't really bother me because mm. I focused on boxing. And did they know about boxing at this point now? N- no, no. Okay. And um, yeah, and so anyway, I continued with the boxing. And one day, one day, one of the coaches said to me, you know, you can't go through to, you know, you know that you can't really do this boxing, don't you? And I said, why? I'm as good as those boys. Why not? Mm. And he said, well, you know, because like, because you're, you know, I just don't think that it's going to be for you. And I couldn't understand. Wow. And all I thought was, I'm just as good as the boys, so mm. why can't I do it? You know, what, what, who? I, I was quite aggressive when I was younger as well, believe it or not, because I used to like, well, you know, who are you to tell me that I can't do that? I was quite, I'm, I'm not as vocal now. I am actually quite kind of a shy person, but when I was younger, I was quite, a quite vocal. As I said, I thought I was one of the bo- <laughs> one of the lads. Boys, <laughs> the lads yeah. Who are you talking to, mate? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I said to him, "What are you talking about? I'm just as good as the boys, and you can't tell me what I can and what I can't do." Yeah. And then he said, "All right, then you know, get your parents down." Oh gosh. <laughs> and then that was like, okay, you know this is not going to be easy Mm. so after a good few probably a good few months later the coach said to me when are your parents going to come we need at least your mum or dad yeah and I said my brother's here my brother's is good as you know he he, he, he says good enough yeah he's my carer (laughs) he said no 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 because you know it's got to be your parent Mm. and I was like, okay, you know. And then there was this whole big thing, you know, about because of it's only very recently um, from from really kind of like 2000 that, you know, women have been accepted in, in boxing. Okay. And then, you know, for example, um, being, being, a, a, being a Muslim woman now wearing a, a, a hijab, Remember, you know, there were no sports hijabs. Yeah. Can know? I just ask, was you so at that time when you were doing the boxing, was you work? Because I know some people, some women have not always worn a hijab. So have you always worn a hijab? Uh, probably from about, well, kind of like on and off, yeah. on and off. But I started wearing it properly from when I was like 20. Okay. 20 years old. So when you was playing, bo- when you was boxing was you wearing a hijab then yeah yeah kind of on and off on and off yeah okay Uh, so like when I went there I used to take it off um and then I'd put it back on before Mm. I went home (laughs) (laughs) I'm just laughing I'm not laughing but I'm laughing (laughs) and um you know and and I and I, I I used to you know and then as as time went on my brother said to me you know that you're not going to be able to do that you know you're not going to be able to carry on doing that. And, yeah, and I, I just felt like 
everything that I wanted to do, I was held back in some way. Like the swimming, I, you know, I felt like it was just taken away from me. Yeah. The boxing, it was like, it was, you know, being a contact sport, a male-dominated sport as well. It was like, eventually, slowly, slowly, uh, my family did find out and that day was not good. <laughs> <laughs> that day <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell I'm not even gonna say what happened but that day just was not good it was just wow. like I wish it never had I wish I wish the cat had never come out the bag <laughs> wow and I I was like almost like a reprimanded mm. because <laughs> um, that's that. a big thing though isn't it like you know especially with your they think you're having wearing your hijab all the time and then you're taking it off and then you're doing something that they don't see as physical activity. It's a male-dominated... Once you mention yeah. male, it's a male-dominated sport that I can only imagine that what they might have been thinking, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, majority of the time... You know, the first thing that was, was oh, you know, because of... Oh, you know, you're going to get your face smashed in. Mm. Um... You know, it's not it's for girls. Oh, you know, it's just boys down there. And I was like, yeah, but those boys are my friends. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and and I was like, you know, I've grown up with boys around me. This household is predominantly men. And, you know, what's the big difference? I don't, I didn't really understand what is the big deal. Mm. Okay, and I suppose when we're younger, when we're being told by our parents not to do something, um, the rebellion, the rebellious side of you comes out and you will keep doing it. But I also think as well that it's the innocence as well. We, we, you know, you're not, you know, right, yeah, the boxing centre is, you know, predominantly male, but you're not there to, to you know there to bust a chirps or anything from the men are you like just keep it real you're not there for that you're there to get in the ring and do what you want to do exactly you know I'm not going there to link up with any boy exactly. exactly. I'm, I'm going there I'm going there with the focus and I'm going there for one focus and mission and that was it mm. and I wanted to see how far I could how far I could go um and at that time you know it was very difficult for for young women to get into boxing. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, with the whole amateur boxing association and everything. So it wasn't really, it was not easy at all. And imagine. it was almost like it wasn't accepted. Mm. Um, Can I ask as well, so do you think the coach kind of like knew that anyway as well, that this wasn't going to happen? Yeah. And that's why he probably wanted you to, bring your parents down because he knew that obviously you you really couldn't bring your parents down because he knew that this was not supposed to be yeah and so without saying it in so many words he then probably turned it back on you now so like you've got it's not my fault you can't do this your parents are not allowing you to do this but really and truly he didn't probably want that to happen either yeah you know? yeah Pro yeah Hi hypothetically looking back on it mm. um yeah, probably lots of lots of reasons. Yeah, that obviously you know he couldn't really say. At, you know he can't works. just come out right and say yeah. you know you're a woman or a girl and you're wearing a hijab. This is not going to happen. He yeah. couldn't say that. Exactly. So, 
Yeah. And then kind of like, so as time went on, I, I, you know, we used to have weights in home and, you know, free weights in home. And I used to do a bit of weight training. Um, Again, you know, that was like, what are you doing that for? Um, And I was like, I want to get strong. Wow. I said I used to I used to joke to my mother. I used to say I can lift all the bags shopping from the car <laughs> by yourself, <laughs> by myself. And so it was it was it was um it was like I was like so you was really active and sportive and yeah really... and, I, and the black sheep of the family uh, as you know the black sheep of the family being the only girl that oh you like to do men's sport that's what mm. I always used to hear and I used to hear it as well from cousins they used to laugh at me and when I used to flex my arm it's like oh look that muscle like you know you feel proud because you work hard you know you work hard I was always kind of careful about what I used to eat as well because you know my father was very careful about what he used to eat too Okay, yeah. So yeah, from 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 having coming from a sporting background, it was mm. like it came natural almost. But um, yeah, I mean, getting into to weight 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 training, um, that kind of happened. That that kind of happened gradually, but I think I grew more in love with weight lifting. Um, and because of it helped me, I, I went through a period of time where I felt quite, quite low in myself, um, because from, as, uh, you know, from quite a young age, um, I had kind of been laughed at. I had been laughed at because of the type of sports that I used to like, and, I, I kind of like over time I developed at that time I didn't actually know what it was called but now it's known as body dysmorphia oh, wow, okay. and I had gone through a, a period uh, of, of, of having this body body dysmorphia is a is a mental health condition mm, yeah. um, and I had I had this and I lived with it in secret for so long and I couldn't tell anybody about it. And Can I just stop I... you there for a minute? So just for those that are, sorry, just don't want to interrupt you, but just for those people that are listening that don't under, actually understand what body dysmorphia is, can you just be, can you just give a brief explanation as to what it is? Yeah, Um. so what it is is that it affects people differently, body dysmorphia. So some people will focus on maybe their face or a part of their body. Um, it could be, you know, just their nose. Um, and, and, and it's just a distorted image that when they see themselves, it's a distorted image. Yeah. And they don't see what other people see. So other people might see them as you're fine, you're like you're good, you mm-hmm. know, but you don't see yourself as what they're seeing. You're seeing yourself quite distorted, and it is quite actually disturbing to the mind. Yeah. 
Definitely. of the person that suffers from body dysmorphia. Yeah. Um. So for me, it was it was about body image. Yeah. Um. And it just silently affected me. And um, I, I ended up talking one one day. I just let it all out with my brother, my close brother, who 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 actually passed away in two thousand and sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to share a lot of talk with him about certain things, and um, a part of like, a big chunk of my life was training with him as well. Mm. Um, so so going through that and going through it kind of like alone and in secret uh, eventually it takes its toll on you and it knocked my self-esteem and although people saw that I was they they looked at me and they thought I was confident because you can be confident but have low self-esteem right yeah yeah and you can look the part and you can play that part trust me I know about playing that part you know I used to call it the I am fine mask yeah and then you come home and it's like take that mask off and you're you're that depressed um, person or thinking about yourself in a negative way person yeah and I'll tell you something it's physically mentally draining yeah it's like you're living two lives right yeah that's how it felt for me and then um you know uh I had a I had a good friend um which was a which was a a boy Mm. okay he was like my best friend and you know we we used to talk and stuff and I kind of like he kind of like knew he he knew a little bit about how I was feeling because he was going through something similar himself and he shared that talk with me and told me that you know he had been going through it secretly himself and that his, you know, his his mum wasn't even aware of how he was feeling, yeah. even though he had tried to talk to his mum about it. But back in those days, you know, it wasn't really, you know, there wasn't really anything to identify it with. It was probably people would just say to you, oh, well, you know, you're going through a phase, you're growing up, you're developing, um, you know, it's kind of like teenage just get, they just get over it like it's nothing like it's just, yeah like just get over it type thing yeah teenage adolescent kind of mm. thing that you're going through and brush it off yeah um but then you know as i got older as i got older and into my early 20s i still had it i still had it and it affected me it affected me a lot and um there were times when I wouldn't want to, you know, I had a, I, I began to get like social anxiety mm. and I, I wouldn't go anywhere. I wouldn't want to, I, I was scared that people would judge me how I looked. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to get kind of like, if I knew that I was had to go somewhere and I would, I would overthink, I would like to be thinking how many people are going to be there and I seriously used to get, I used to get bad stomach pains. I, I used to have to run to the toilet. It was yeah. that bad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it made me, you know, physically unwell. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, I had, I went through a whole episode of that and I kept quiet about that as well. And, you know, the bouts of depression and all those bouts of depression were stemmed from the body dysmorphia that I was suffering from and I was dealing with it silently. Mm. And um, it was, it was weightlifting, weightlifting took me to a whole new level. Uh, people who lift weights will understand where I'm coming from because it just takes you to a whole different dimension. Well, you know, I can relate with to that one now. And like, I'm, I'm just getting the vision of like w- w- between us that like, you started off with the physical activity. I didn't. But then I've gone into that. Like, it's just we've been you put us together. We were just one person. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, it's amazing. But how do you feel like you're, how can I put this? So if you were to, what would you have wanted the response to be from your parents? If you could like create your own happy ending for that, what would, what would your response be? What would you want them to be have responded like? Um, I would have wanted support. Mm. I think support would have been the first thing, something positive, to say something positive, yeah. you know, to encourage me. Um, I, I felt really sad because I thought if I, I, I used to think to myself, OK, if my mother doesn't agree, but at least my father will be because, you know, he's into the, you know, he's a, he's a Kung Fu teacher, yeah. you know, he's in the fitness, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't get that response. And all I heard was, oh, you can't do that because you're a girl and you can't do that because, you know, and you can't do that. And I just felt like, okay, so what can I do? do? Okay. And then then I remember getting a bit lippy, right? Because then I turned around and I said, so what do you want me to do? Gymnastics? Oh, yeah, Mm. I can't do that because that's inappropriate clothing. Yeah. Right? So... (laughs) You know, because back in the day, it was like, oh, you know, all the girls go gymnastics, mm. you know. So so I was like... So but you can't do that. So you yeah, can't, still can't yeah. do the, what the boys do. You can't do what the girls do. Exactly. So I was like, well, then I can't do that because of the clothing is inappropriate. Oh, mm. I can't do that because... And I can't do that. So I was like, what, so what can I do then? Um, so... As time went on, I was just, you know, I thought to myself, you know what, I just used to use um, my brother's free weights at home, all their dumbbells and whatnot. Mm. And um, I just, you know, I was like, I used to see my brothers, you know, but, you know, (laughs) it was like um, chocolate milkshake. My brothers used to say, Chocolate milkshake is the best after you've been training, right? Chocolate milkshake. Drink the chocolate milkshake because you get the best of everything, like the carbs and everything. So there there was all this, like, chat, chat going on. (laughs) And then, you know, eventually, you know, like the protein shakes and stuff were introduced. I remember my brothers um, actually drinking egg white. Yeah, sucking sucking the egg white from the egg, making making a little hole with um with a needle and sucking oh. the egg white raw. Did you try that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's no way that I'm trying that. I was gonna say, no way. <laughs> 
but yeah all these things that I used to see my brothers doing and I was like you know what I can't wait till I get older I'm gonna bust it down to the sports center you know that's what I was thinking I was thinking I I can't wait till I get to that age yeah and I can go to the sports center and I'm gonna I'm gonna train I'm gonna do all these things I'm just gonna go and do it and you know I'm so yeah, that's where really you know, when I went to the leisure center, I remember mm. um I remember some young guys, they were like, Oh, you know, looking at me like as if to say, like, why am I here? Um, in the weights area. Oh, and yeah. um now, you know, when you think about it, this is going back, you know. So it's like, it was pretty bad then, you know, because mm. it was, you, you know. Because I cardio, think probably, probably ca- then, ca- seeing ca- a woman. Cardio and cardio and all of that kind of stuff is over there. Yeah. And this is the man's bit here, over here. And, but, uh, but probably they saw a woman, they saw you as a woman, and we're in hijab. So do you think that was... You, the double whammy. Um, do you think that? Do you think that wearing the hijab made a difference, or just because you was a woman, or both? I think, I think probably both. I think mm. probably both. And even back then, I used to kind of take my scarf off. Okay. I used to take it off because, yeah, I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. I felt uncomfortable, and I just didn't want people to stare at me. I just wanted to go in bust some weights and step out again yeah so you know that was my main objective was just to go do some training and leave leave yeah and out yeah and you know over time over over time you know my i i used to get remarks again you know like oh you look a bit hench or your arms i remember going to buy a blouse I remember going shopping with my mum to go and buy a blouse. Yeah. And the blouse fit, fitted me, but the upper arm sleeves didn't fit me. I feel your pain. <laughs> and my mother was like, you know, it's because you do the weights and blah, blah, blah. I don't know why this is for man, blah, blah. Now, look, the blouse, it doesn't fit you. Uh, you have to get a bigger size just for the arm. Uh, and it was just too much and I just thought this is just like it never ends it doesn't Mm. matter how old you are now it's just never ending this kind of myth of women shouldn't be lifting weights yeah um and then you know as 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 the years progressed and you know I carried on doing the weight lifting um and and stuff like that and i think it was about 2000 and maybe 2004 2004 i started getting into olympic weightlifting okay. um and and at that time as well i was like really um there wasn't there wasn't too many too many women into olympic weightlifting either yeah and then I was thinking, oh, Christ, man, this is another thing. <laughs> <laughs> you just like you just went in. Everything that you went to do, you just like on a journey of just being rebellious. And you're just going to do all the stuff that. 
women yeah. don't generally do. <laughs> and then, um, I think about 2000, I, I, I'm, I can't remember, but like 2012 or something like that, I came across Amna al-Haddad, which is an Emirati um, Olympic weightlifter. Okay. And I followed her journey, basically. I followed yeah. her journey. And, yeah, and, and, and we ended up connecting on, on, on Twitter and then Instagram. Okay. And, and it's because of her that the Nike Pro Hijab came around. Okay. Because when she was doing her training, um, she had to wear this. She was wearing the same scarf throughout her training, and she used to wash it every night. And because of it was light enough to to basically wear the next day, so yeah. she'd wash it the night before. It was dry the next day, so that she could wear it. And that's how the the Nike the Nike Pro hijab came around. And it was oh, because wow. they had made a prototype for her. So that when she was going to go into the Olympics. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, she was like, she became, she became like a role model to me. Because yeah. being. Finally, someone that you could look up to. Yeah. No, no, being, look up to, but have her like you say, as a role model. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and being a, a, a Muslim woman, hijabi yeah. as well. And you know, from uh, you know, from the Emirates, which is quite a male-dominated society as well, mm. um, that must have been a big thing for her. Then you know, to get into and to focus on, and her drive to go to the Olympics. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, she was my role model for Olympic weightlifting, but my main role model was my PE teacher. Okay. In, in secondary school um, because because of, I wanted to get into doing teaching PE mm. and at that time you know the friends that I had they used to laugh at me because they're like oh you just all oh, like all oh, sport 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 <laughs> and they were like into boys okay. and I'm like into the sport and then it was like another thing like, oh, you know, because, for example, if you're a girl and you wanted to be into sports, you must be a lesbian. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there was this whole thing. And yeah, so, yeah, I had I had what what I termed as friends that actually took the piss out of me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know that one as well. <laughs> so, I had I had it on them when I was, I was older, but my friends were, were um you know, don't get too big and we'll send pictures of like really big women and say, don't get like that. Or I had one which was the funniest is like, oh, do you think you're the Naomi Campbell of bodybuilding, like strutting your stuff on the on the stage? Oh and my it's like, gosh. And then it's like, yeah, why not? I'll be the Naomi Campbell of bodybuilding because it didn't turn out that I did turn into doing modeling as well. So eat your words. <laughs> you see? But you know, like, um, yeah, I mean, so 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 fast forward now. Um, I've always been passionate about teaching children. Mm. Yeah, so going into teaching now. So yeah, how did you go from like being really sporty? So what did you do when you went into? How did your your, your role in teaching come about? 
Well, actually, it came around by accident because originally I had studied at King's College School of Medicine and Dentistry. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> um, so Full of surprises. I'm, <laughs> so I'm actually um, a qualified dental technician and I was, I was working in, in a dental laboratory um, doing orthodontic appliances. Um. And I just didn't like getting dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't mind getting sweaty, but just not dirty. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, again, um, that being a dental technician, again, it was in a very male-dominated um, job. Yeah. And a very male-dominated environment working in a dental lab. Um, there was no women working with me. It was uh, just men. So I just oh. used to hear all their banter. Yeah. But I'm supposed um, you're used to this now because like throughout your like life of growing up your brothers and being in the boxing gym with, with majority male dominated sports, this is like yeah. a thing for you now, right? It was like, yeah, it was like, you know, it's like nothing. Yeah. And the, I remember I remember the owner, he was like, Oh, I'm really sorry, Shahrazad, you know, if um you know, if we were talking about, you know, the page three um lady, you know. <laughs> And I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about it. It's fine. You're all men. That's it. Yeah. And they, they were like, they, they just thought I was really cool, easy, laid back. And but you are though. <laughs> and and I mean, you know, I was wearing hijab as well, mm. and they respected me. But you know, so I think from that day, from that day, they realised that you know maybe they turned they turned it down a bit mm. their banter um but i was like i was like you know it's not it doesn't offend me you yeah. know you know we were working together we we're all work colleagues it's cool yeah. and then um i don't know cuz i always i always had that passion about you know wanting to be a pe teacher and being i always like science so science was always my thing. Mm. And, you know, yeah, it kind of just, I don't actually know how it happened, but it just happened. And I, I resigned from my job as an as a orthodontic de uh, dental technician. Yeah. And I went into, um, I went into teaching in a, in a post-16 college. Okay. So, so teaching post-16 because I had dettles. Okay, uh, which is, can you uh, explain what debt was? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is a uh, which is a diploma in teaching in the lifelong learning sector, okay. and then I got PGCE, which is a postgraduate uh, certificate in education, um, and and I was I was I was teaching uh, post sixteen education in college, and I was doing like science, mm. and. Um, science being specifically uh biology really and um i i saw this i i just saw like a a, a job in a primary school and i just i don't know i just i just i just went for it yeah and lo and behold i i i, I got the job wow. um and yeah and i really i, I that ignited my passion uh, that ignited my passion 
because of I wanted to that's what I always wanted to do and again this is a long story because you know rewinding back to the past it was like when I said that I wanted to be a PE teacher I didn't get the support for that yeah okay the only things that I heard was go and do medicine or go and be a lawyer and then when I wanted to, when I thought, oh, oh I'm going to, oh, maybe I might do law. And then I was told, turned around, I was told, oh, you you don't lie. You, you're not a good enough liar. You've got to be a good liar to be a lawyer. And I was like, boy, forget that then. <laughs> and I, and then I was thinking medicine, going into medicine or dentistry, medicine, I'm not sure. And then I had a couple of cousins that were doctors and then they said to me, no, don't, don't do it. Don't do it because you're going to have to work nights. Yeah. Okay. Don't do it. You know, because when you get married, it's going to affect your relationship and all this. (laughs) I thought to myself, okay, leave that. And then I just kind of like, I don't know. I just kind of like zigzagged and found myself. Anyway, cut that short, <laughs> went into the teaching and then I, that, that really ignited my passion with working with young people mm-hmm. and, you know, to set a, 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 a foundation base for them. Yeah. And then I realized that, you know, fitness is so important, important for young people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all these little young children in primary school, they're young people in their own right. And... Um, and then, you know, I was I was so touched by how these children were towards me that they could come to me and talk to me and share talk with me and 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 that, you know, I remember some little girls coming to me and saying, Oh, thank you, Miss, you know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have tried that. And wow. I was thinking and that really used to touch me and I was yeah. like, Yeah, and makes so, it worthwhile, doesn't it? It really does. It yeah. is challenging, but it makes but, it worthwhile. Yeah, that, that was one of the things that I loved about teaching. It's like, yeah, like you say, it's very, very challenging. But when a young person comes and says thank you to you, it's like, wow, that just melts your heart. And OK, mm. I can do this forever. Yeah, it's mm. very, very rewarding. Um, and yeah, and well, I went I went through some problems at <laughs> with that workplace mm. <laughs> the school that I worked and it was because you know being Muslim believe it or not wow okay. um, and it was some internal uh, politics that were going on which I, yeah. I, I really wasn't even aware of um, and I, yeah I don't really want to get into yeah, that no, no, too, obviously that's too, too much yeah, let's not but yeah, it, get political <laughs> I, I, I was made to feel that I basically I was made to feel that I shouldn't be friends with the other Muslim ladies, teachers. Um, although I, I used to speak with everybody. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like that. I'm like talk with everyone. I don't surrogate myself. Hence why you're head of communications. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I, I, I decided that I wanted to take it up a notch and I wanted to do more with youth in fitness. And I got, and I've, and I already had that passion for fitness anyway. And I went and I, and you know, I did my training with PT Academy 
and um and yeah basically i'm 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 with focus cic and that's really my journey and can i just can i just can we just step back and just a just a, before you got on to focus cic because i know you, you just mentioned about being a coming a pt in, in pt academy but have you done any work i know that you've done some work as a pt and have you had been up against any backlash from being a a, a muslim woman pt yeah <laughs> yep i mean um for example um i i've done online training programs okay. yeah um i have had a few um private clients and they've been women yeah um and for online training i don't I don't mind if it's male or female because it's online training. Yeah. And I don't want to just cut it down to one specific gender just because of I'm a Muslim woman because mm. fitness is for all. It's so for just both. to make clear, so when you're saying it's just online, so you're not seeing these people face to face at any That's time. That's it. I'm okay. not seeing I'm not seeing them face to face at any at any given time. Yeah. Um the only communication that I have with them is through an online message, you know, uh, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, one day I did get a very nasty DM on Instagram. Yeah. So for those from... that are listening don't understand what DM <laughs> so DM is a direct message. A direct message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a, yeah, I got a DM, a direct message on Instagram to me saying that I should feel ashamed of myself because being a Muslim lady and that I'm training men. Wow. And I said, I'm, they're doing online training. I'm not training them one-to-one. -one. And still I was told that. I shouldn't and that because I'm Muslim woman and yeah basically and yeah that was a negative comment that quite that actually affected me I'm not gonna lie but it did actually yeah, affect me because mm. I felt I felt I felt sad and I felt angry because yeah. as my career and that's my livelihood and me doing online, providing online training programs to men is online. It's not one-to-one, face-to-face. -to -face. And therefore, really and truly, it's got none of your business. <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with you. But what I thought about when you told me that, it was like, say, for example, if you was in an office and you had to go to a meeting with a, with a male colleague, would that... Would, what would be the difference? I, I, I don't know. Is, am I being silly exactly. here or uneducated again? Or is it just, I don't know. But this is the, this is, this is the, this is the thing, right, Andrea. Everywhere we go, there were going to be, look, everywhere we go, there's going to be men and women, okay, in the workplace. Yeah. Okay. Unless you work. I don't know, in a barber's and it's specifically just men, only men working there and you're only doing men's hair, okay? Mm. But there are places where you're going to be with men and women and you're going to sit in front of them and you're going to have to talk with them. 
even yeah. if your child goes to a school and you might need to go and talk to the teacher and the teacher's male, yeah. what are you going to do? You're what not going to talk. Do? You're not going to talk to the teacher because he's a man and mm. you've got to discuss something about your child with the teacher. So I just felt that was very, very negative and very, very uncalled for. Mm. And um, I take... I'm 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 very careful about how I conduct myself and although that message uh, was quite upsetting to me I gave back a, a you know a reply that was you know in a in a in the nicest way possible <laughs> that's what you can do really it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to get angry at someone that you know, chooses to, to, to be horrible to other people because then that just projects that horribleness onto you and then that just upsets your whole day even more so. And it's just a ripple effect on you because at the end of the day, once you've closed down that software, the anger just lies, stays with you. So if you want to continue that anger, then obviously that's oh. not the right thing to do. So you've done the right thing, sent whatever message you sent in a polite way and then let's move on. Keep it moving. Exactly. <laughs> And I mean, obviously, the message that I sent back must have been effective because I never heard anything back. <laughs> you know, it had been seen, but mm. couldn't reply back to it because of, I suppose, I was nice in that message yeah. um, and not looking for an argument. At the end of the day, you know, you have to be professional. Um, we are professional. And, um, and, and our jobs shouldn't be any different from any other professional job. Exactly. Um, you know, we conduct ourselves in a professional manner and mm. it doesn't matter who who you're you know, which gender you're you know, you're working with. Yeah. So um so yeah, I encountered that. Um So yeah. now moving on, so then so you've gone from doing male-dominated sports, um, started off as a, as a quite of a, a rebel, but I'm a sorry, rebel with yeah. a cause, with a, take a say, sorry. No, sorry, just to, just to, um, just to um, note as well, Yeah. that I, for example, the challenges that I've put up, okay, fitness challenges that I've put mm. up, those fitness challenges have always been men, that mm-hmm. are more interested in doing those fitness challenges than women. And oh, what you're referring back to your personal training? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I was doing free a free challenge, mm-hmm. and it was more men that signed up than women. And the women that had originally signed up phased out. Okay. Right by week one, they had phased out, and it was the men that had that stayed, and mm. completed the challenge. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> this goes to show that it was, it was the demand for it. But um, yeah. So as I was saying, that so just to recap over what you've been saying, so you, you know started out as a, a rebel, but a rebel with a cause because you wanted to do something that you wanted to do, and it was not something that was hindering your life. It was actually making you a better person because you know we know what the benefits of physical activity is, especially for young people. Yeah. Hence why you're on board with focus cic then you know you you've had backlash from your own family with regards to 
to do in the sports that you want to do. And um, one thing we haven't touched on, because I know that it was an issue for you, especially with the swimming and then with the boxing, because you're saying that you had to remove your hijab. So we haven't spoken about the, the clothing that we briefly spoke about it. But um, what do you feel about the clothing that's now available for the young women and or just women in general for for Muslim women or women that need to, to cover? Is it is it readily available? Um, how do you feel about it? Just a, just a quick comment on, on that, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, I think there just really isn't enough modest sportswear. Yeah. Um, now, I know I, I can speak for thousands of Muslim women that all that have to go and buy a men's t-shirt, a man's sport t-shirt, just so that it's long enough to cover our bottom. Okay. And that means getting a larger size, so that it's baggy as well, because, you know, Muslim women aren't supposed to sh- show their figure. Okay. Okay, so... Um, and a majority of the sports tops you know, dry fit sports tops for women are fitted. Yeah, figure and, hugging, really. <laughs> yeah, they're fitted and um, and they're short as well. Mm. So they don't even come below your hip, you know? Yeah. So um, there, there is, there is, you know, there is, there is that. And there is this, you know, for example, you see some nice T-shirts and then you've got to wear a long sleeve top underneath that short sleeve t shirt, which oh, what to cover your arms? To cover your arms, and it's like okay. it's like you know another layer of clothing, and mm. who nobody really wants that when when they're you know participating in physical activity, yeah, um, especially in the summer months. Um, so, so I mean, as you know, you know. I'm not really plugging the sports company here, but a certain brand that I like. <laughs> you wear them head to toe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they did, um, they did do um, uh, arm arm sleeve covers coverings, okay. and okay. they really used it for basketball. And I came across them. And they were really long because they they come all the way up to the to the top of your like the bicep bicep area of your arm. Okay. The top arm. So when I was going to the gym, um, mm. I used to wear those uh, sleeves underneath um, my short sleeve t shirt because because you know especially in the summer months I was like I was so happy I was like. <laughs> this is like some new innovation here yeah (laughs) I was really really happy really pleased um but um but even 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 the bottoms for women um that I I tend to find I mean who doesn't like leggings everyone likes leggings right because of they're practical when you're working out Mm. um and so so having a longer length t-shirt really is quite important because you know of my you know being modest of my faith so it is important for me Mm. um so yeah I have I have come across quite a lot of barriers where it comes to clothing sportswear clothing 
and it's it's only now as well that I mean I used to get my burkini from um, an Australian company um, based in Australia um, because there wasn't really burkinis in that were available in the UK. Okay, wow. Um, but now has that changed? Yeah, now okay. now since about. Uh, for maybe like coming over like three three years now up to three years yeah that now people were able to 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 order burkinis offline um within the uk and i know that nike they've they've um they've got you know their burkini swimsuit um that recently launched which was last okay. year yeah uh which was okay. last year la- yeah last year's summer mm. um so the, the things have changed things have like come so basically things have come along long from since yeah i mean right. i yeah i mean i see that i i see i i say nike because you know i'm a number one nike fan <laughs> right? yeah <laughs> uh, if nike happens to listen to this Seriously, if, if you need a sponsor, if you need to sponsor anybody or sponsor a podcast, this will be the one. <laughs> um, so, I mean, they are, I, I see that they are making way, yeah, a, a way for, for modest sportswear. And I think they've tapped into that because there are so many Muslim women that are now currently into sports mm. and they are donning the, you know, the, pro hijab um you know the sports pro hijab headwear mm-hmm. um so I, I i do think that that there is you know there's a leash in the market it's been there for a long time and no one really touched upon it Come on, we, let's, not, let's not talk about it because this could be our next venture <laughs> <laughs> i mean, I mean, here. <laughs> I mean yeah i mean no one no one re- not none of the big sporting brands really touched upon it and 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 it and it took this long to, to mm. touch upon it and you know to get to get a couple of items but i mean they still need to improve that's all i can say you know the sports where you know for modest sports where it needs it needs some improvement because mm. because there is still a lack of it okay wow but um so so we've gone through gosh between you and i our lifestyle our life stories are very um varied and we've experienced you've experienced a lot and you know everything that you've done is to to better yourself and then to serve other people and then on that note to serve other people you've now we've been we spoke a lot last year via dms (laughs) on instagram and it was you know you was the first person yeah one of the first people to really always big me up and see my post like who's this woman always like speaking positive of me and saying nice words and I don't even know who she is and then we got speaking and I was telling you obviously what I do with Focus CIC and I think you might you've seen that on social media what I did with Focus CIC and you was you know saying how great it was and that's when I found out that you was a teacher um and in the back of my mind I was like please say that you want to come on board or do something but that never came across but 
like they say, nothing before it's time. And we spoke about it. We was always supposed to meet up and we actually, we never actually got to meet up until, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, exactly. I remember... Three weeks ago. I remember... Um... I first started following you on on Instagram. We started following each other back, yeah. uh, towards the end of it was two, it was about in 2017. And was I it was, that long? Yeah, and I was wow. following uh, following your following your journey when mm. you were going. You know, when you were prepping for bodybuilding. Yeah, I used to do a lot of um, yeah on, online when I'm for my preps. Yeah, and then you did the the whole prep when you were going to South Africa. And I followed, last year. yeah, last year, and I followed your little journey, all <laughs> your prep and blah blah blah, and your highs and lows. And yeah. then I remember it was before I went to Algeria that I sent you a DM, and yeah. it was, it was, it was kind of like I showed interest in mm. coming on board. And then you were like, yeah, when you get back, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm going away. <laughs> let's meet up, let's meet up, let's meet up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I'm going away for quite a long time, actually. <laughs> I'm not coming back until September. That's then... fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and then from from what happened then and what transpired now, and then I thought to myself, you know what, let me just get off my chest, Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 this is going to be one long DM, but you know what? This lady will understand me. And I just thought, I just had to put everything down, what I was feeling, that or what I wanted to, you know, this was my aim and this is what yeah. I wanted to try and do. And have you got a space for me? <laughs> I, I had a space for you from where we first spoke. <laughs> the space is always, was always there, but... Yeah, it's just, and this is just goes to show people that are listening as well that never give up on your passion. If you're passionate about something, it will transpire. If you keep at it, it will happen. Exactly. Imagine if we just gave, imagine if I just said, oh, you know, this this woman's not serious. But your intuition tells you when something is right and when something is wrong. And that's why you should always maintain listening to how you feel. Um, and I'm I'm so glad I did because now you are like a, a great driving force in the in the organization to the point where now without even a without even a team vote you've been allocated as head of communications because you know you've introduced so many great women into the organization we've we've had meetings with um, Zainab and. Can you remind me of the other lady's name? Oh my gosh. Oh, um, Georgia. Georgia for you with yoga. Um, so it's just it's just been an amazing time in such a short space of time and the work that you've done for us already. Um, can you just explain that like, we I know we touched on it briefly, but what are your visions? Because remember, focus CIC, yes, I am the founder and I direct director, but it takes there's no I in team. So can we just like what are your visions for Focus CIC? Yeah, my visions for Focus CIC are putting Focus CIC on the map, basically. Mm. Um, you know, all over London, our team um, of great women, and we are a, we are a team of great, strong women as well. Mashallah, mm. and 
basically for Focus CIC to to be the forefront of education for young people. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because we we both had that same vision. And I remember when we had a little our first little Zoom meeting <laughs> and I said, look, this is what I want, you know, Andrea, this is what I want. I want I want Focus CIC to be like some part of education thing that we can deliver um, some type of sports leadership going probably some sports leadership awards and then going to the next kind of like even 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 um, even uh, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> so basically your vision so you wanted us to be like educational accredited yeah. and but that little did you know that was already in my plans and I had already made an exactly. application to do that and and <laughs> and to at all and to deliver like level two as a level two fitness instructing so that's what I was like I was I was I was I wanted someone that had that same vision and lo and behold, when I splurted it out, you said to me, wait, 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 that, 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 <laughs> no, that that's exactly what's going on. And I was like, yep. oh my gosh. So, you know, it was just, it, it was just meant to be at, a, at the right time. Definitely. That's all I can say. And I, I'm mm. just, I'm just, I'm just grateful for the opportunity. And I want young people to have that opportunity as well. I mean, coming back to what I vision for Focus CIC is is that place of education for physical fitness and mm-hmm. and and maybe even some some type of I don't know um, career advice career advice and uh, maybe I don't know helping the world that people, oyster. <laughs> employment finding employment I don't know something along those lines though because I do think a lot of young people are at a disadvantage in today's society I like we've like we've just but we like I'm looking at the time and I know um we have to have our focus CIC (laughs) um podcast meet um show because there's so much that we need to tell you know the general public about why we're here and all the great things that we have planned to do and you know there's so much that we could go on for we can we could actually talk for days just about focus about our own lives about what we've experienced and before we wrap up is there anything that you want your because obviously this is your show um and is there anything that you we haven't spoken about that you want the listeners to to know more about you but I think that we've spoken quite in depth about who who you are and why you yeah. know so passionate about physical activity and and how we the synergy between us with physical activity and mental health um is there yeah. anything else that you feel that we haven't covered I I just want to say one thing and that is yeah. to anyone listening anyone that's listening doesn't matter whether you're a male or female don't ever give up on pursuing your dream even in later in life if you still got that passion that burns within just go for it because you really haven't got anything to lose yeah and whatever you feel that 
is a barrier to you right now with time you can overcome it but it's just knowing how to overcome it mm-hmm. but don't ever let anyone or anything stop you from doing something that you really want to do and um that's the reason why i chose you know that acronym ignite your strength because of it really is it was something that was quite deep in me to ignite my strength mm. because of igniting my strength overcoming a lot of barriers and um yeah just just how is a powerful not it's a powerful name ignite your yeah, strength yeah ignite powerful. your strength and yeah. that's why I used it as well to follow on to this podcast by calling it Ignite Your Strength because mm. everyone's got that strength inside of them. It's just yeah. how you use it and how you ignite it. Yeah. yeah wow. I think between us, we 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 can have we have can have a naming company. You know, we come up with some really good names. <laughs> you know, so and and the meaning behind them. So they're not just names. They're not just like focus. Yeah. Focus on creating your ultimate self. It's not just ignite your. There's a reason why, and yeah, I feel like this is such a powerful podcast, and I can't wait to listen to the rest of the shows. And I know the women that you're going to be interviewing are also just as powerful as as your name suggests ignite your strength and it's just allowing women to come on your show to show how they have ignited their strength and we've done it in all different a variety of ways but you know with the same vision that we want to become stronger not just in strength as you know lifting weight stronger but mentally primarily and then physically yes you know, 100%. So i think that that is a great way to 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 wrap up this great conversation and um yeah just thank continue you. doing the great work that you're doing and thank this, you this so much many more episodes how many many more episodes to come that you know we'll be all listening to this great show and hopefully winning awards for your podcast and i could i have visions for everything and i see that <laughs> being one of them oh wow <laughs> yeah why not oh wow why not? thank so, you yeah, very much so. for for interviewing me on my show <laughs> that's, that's weird right you know what it's easy it's easy to find people to interview but it's not easy when you want to be interviewed yeah <laughs> but anyway. I hope I did you justice I hope it was it came out how you wanted it to come out and you know moving forward I wish you all the best and once again thank you very much for for, for being you and thank igniting you so your much. strength thank you thank you so much Andrea yeah, we'll speak soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah, bye.